We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Perch, joined as always by Dusty Evely. No, Sarah Kelleher out uh, on the IR again this week, but uh, I think she's out having some fun. So mm-hmm. we wish her well in the the off season. She'll be back soon enough, but. Uh, you're stuck with us this time. So, Dusty, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. You know, it's right in the middle of the doldrums of the NFL offseason, but I'm trying to find ways to fill my time. I got uh, catching up on movies and trying to get back into football a little bit more and doing some writing. But, yeah, doing uh, doing good, all things considered. I got to go outside today. It was like in the 50s. So, uh, you know, had, had a nice little time of it, dude. I rolled the windows down. I was outside <laughs> in shorts and Crocs looking like just a weirdo like taking the dog out because then i had to have of course like a jacket on still so mm-hmm. you know, it was just a great outfit um but it's be- it was a beautiful out like the the sun is shining it's so so ready for february to slap us in the face again and and somehow snow <laughs> again so uh but yeah I, I, it's been it's been good um but yeah we got uh fun stuff we don't actually have to do the video this time so hope everybody enjoyed that but that is definitely a few and far between for us so i don't have to worry about what i look like my face looks like this week which i i can definitely appreciate but 
you know, there's not a lot of football going on right now. There's no football and there's not a lot of action as far as like news and notes go. So we asked the internet for questions and man, did they deliver. Good gracious. Uh, we got a lot, so much so that we we kind of picked and filtered through. We have questions for next week already that we weren't able. To, we're definitely not going to be able to get this week. So we, if we, if it wasn't answered this week, then please know that we've we've saved a lot of them for next week as well. But we're just going to dive in, man, because this could take a while. This could mm-hmm. definitely take a while. So, uh, first one, start off with from Garrison. Two questions, one football, one random. What's a wrinkle you'd like to see Matt LaFleur add to the offense this season? Example, more two tight end sets. And what's your favorite bad movie? Example, The Room. So, you know, with these, I'm going to ask all these questions. So, you know, as we always do, Dusty, setting you up to sound really smart. That's what I do. That's why I'm here. So, <laughs> Sound really uh, smart. What's your favorite bad movie? Right in my wheelhouse right there, baby. Uh, there is one about football in there. There Come is on. one about football. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the two tight end thing is something I'm really excited about. That was something I think they were going to try to get to. They wanted to get to more of last year, I think. Um, I mean, I mentioned that a thousand times. Tucker Craft looked like he didn't know how to play football the first half of the year. And by the time he kind of started coming around, Musgrave was already injured. And then Musgrave came back, which was on a bit, a bit of a pitch count. So I think I mean, what they want to do with that offense is you know confused look like you're running the best thing you can do man look like you're running power and then uh and then you can go no uh, no uh, no huddle go tempo you can run power you can go spread and out of the, out of those looks you want to find those looks get those mismatches that two tight end with like craft who we've seen be a legit wide receiver but also just a demon in the run game musgrave stretching the field You've got speed and versatility with wide receivers, and you got a guy like Aaron Jones in the backfield. Like I do think the two tight end stuff, I think that's something they wanted to get to a little more this year. I looked up before Sumer Sports has like personnel groupings. Uh, I think they were 37%. They were in uh, 12 personnel, which would be the one running back, two tight ends. Uh, I would. I have a feeling that's going to go up. I, that's probably going to hit uh, over 40, I would imagine. 45 is probably what they're going to look for. So I would love to see that because I think there's a ton of creativity you can do, not just with those sets, but with, with those specific guys in the set. Um, favorite bad movie? Man, I got a thousand bad movies. Uh, my favorite, all-time favorite, it's a movie called Galaxy Invader. Uh, it's an early 80s uh, sci-fi movie just done. It's If this tells you, it's done by a guy named Don Dohler. And he's kind of interesting. He's kind of like a legend, apparently, in like this kind of B-movie sci-fi world. J.J. Uh, Abrams, his first ever thing he did in movies when he was 16 years old, he did a score for a Don Dohler movie, not Galaxy Invader. I think it was the one afterwards. Uh, and he he had self-admitted. I didn't know what I was doing with music, but I wrote in and they let me do it. Uh, it's it, Galaxy Invader is a terrible movie. It's about an alien who crashes and I think West Virginia or Virginia or something like that. But it's really about this weird dysfunctional family and the aliens in this rubber suit. Uh, There's just, it's a weird cast of characters. Like the aliens barely in it at all. The family's terrible. They're all awful. All time, like all time, great death scene at the end, all time, great death scene. Uh, So that's one. I have watched that one a dozen times at this point. It is so terrible. It is so much fun. The whole thing used to be on YouTube. I don't know if it still is, but uh, galaxy invader, Don Dollar, one of my favorite little tidbits of it. There's a guy in there. I can't remember what his name is. And he wears a cowboy hat. And at the end, you know, they've got the credits. And it says hat provided by. And it's just the guy who wears the hat. He just wore his own hat. And then they put it in the credits. Like That always killed me for some reason. So big, big fan of Galaxy Invader. Definitely give that one a shot. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll start with that one first then. Um, it's, it's like my go-to. It's one of my go-tos, though. Draft day. It's so bad but I feel like I want to watch it every 
draft season. I need to watch it like at least once, if not multiple times. Just it's just chock full of just such awkward acting and like just things that you wouldn't plausibly think happen in NFL locker rooms or, um, you know, conversations that happen between GMs and things like that. But every time, like I, there's, there's another nugget that I discover that I love. That's so bad that it's good that I, like I can watch, I can watch draft day all the time, all the time. So I still have uh, never seen it, Steve. I still have never seen it. No, I've never watched that movie. Oh my God. I forget you, it's a movie until people bring it up. Like I just forget it even exists. Mm-hmm. Well, next, uh, see, the problem is you can't do the drafting or uh, watching the movie while podcasting. You need to be able to listen to I it. Need to- so. <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> oh, you do. You absolutely do. 100%. Uh, um, and then a wrinkle I'd like to see Matt LaFleur add to the offense next season. I was kind of joking with Dusty, but honestly, like, I, I kind of want to see less trick plays. Like, I understand. 100% you had the young team, you kind of want to dial some stuff up, and LaFleur comes up with some creative stuff, but man, that didn't work a lot <laughs> uh, during the, the 2023 season. There were some there were some hits there for sure, and I think if they were executed better, that he probably would have hit on more of them. But, I mean, what was it? We were joking, the, the one in Atlanta, that by the time Jordan Love got the flea flicker back, there was already somebody in his face. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the big one we talked about before we started recording too is that the fourth down throwback. I think I think it was Emmanuel Wilson that threw it to Jordan Love, and like he did the splits while trying to throw it because he could like it bounced off the grid. Just an absolute just comedy of errors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, next question we've got from Miranda Marie, and uh, she has the most logical question I think that we got for this podcast. So congratulations, you win that one. We're all enamored with this youth movement, of course, but it seems like if a free agent is never mentioned and they aren't roughly 12 years old, Green Bay Packers scream, hell no. Any thoughts on this? Shouldn't we entertain options based on value, need, price, etc.? So very level-headed here. This is not really the concept that we do a lot on this podcast, but Dusty, what do you think? Should there be a couple of vets that could be added into this group? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't care for the question. That's too, <laughs> too logical. Uh, no, listen, Miranda's great. If you've not checked out uh, Miranda's work, she she does really really good work. That at at Murda she wrote on Twitter. She does really good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely should. I mean, I, I've always been in favor of the Packers. Obviously, made the big splashes a few years back with. Uh, a few years back, I was about six years now, I guess, with the, with the Smiths and Adrian Amos and stuff. I mean, my thing has always been it's not necessarily about going after the big players. It's about plugging obvious holes with with vets if you can get them that are like serviceable. You know, you don't have to be you don't have to be average, just slightly below average, just a serviceable player, so that you're not reaching in the draft. Like just and, and a lot of that depends on like your draft strategy, where you are, if you're absolutely in need of a safety, but you don't really like anyone you know, in the first couple of rounds, but there's a guy you think you can get in round four that maybe you think could be good in a couple of years like that. Absolutely. Then, okay, that's your dude, our draft strategy. We're looking for a guy in that range. We think one of these three guys in that range, we really, really like, he's not going to be a day one starter. Supplement that with the end free agency, get a guy to kind of plug that hole in the meantime, in the short term, and then, but you know, you've got a long-term plan. So I mean, that that's always been, I, I do think they should use it more. And under Gutekunst, they've used it way more than Ted Thompson, which was like, never but and i think some of it has been like due to their spending spree like they finally spent 
for the first time in forever. And then COVID hit and they're still been trying to get underneath that like <laughs> this entire time. So uh, I think that's sent them back a little bit. But I mean, that's absolutely a big, big part, I think, of of, of team building in general is you don't want to reach in the draft. I think the Packers, for the most part, don't do that. Um, but you also need to plug. I mean, safety is the one I keep going back to. They need a safety this year like they need someone for they don't have unless you want to say anthony johnson jr is your day one starting safety on the backside, and i don't feel comfortable with that they need someone there i don't think there's a guy you want to take in the first round so like this is a perfect year for grab a safety someone you think could be there for a year or two while you get a mid-round guy to kind of grow underneath them and if he takes the reins earlier that's great but if not you've plugged a major hole uh you know for a couple million a year perhaps if you get kind of one of those mid-round guys so i mid-range guys i think they absolutely need to need to entertain that a little more than they do yeah i mean you're 100 right like this is and she i think she really said it uh like propose a question about shouldn't we entertain based on value need price like those are huge of of course like you don't expect the packers to go out and make that big uh free agency splash this year that's probably not going to be something that they do i mean maybe you never know gudikuns was talking about it already it could happen but traditionally that's not what they do but i think that he has shown much more willingness to find that value and if they can find the value in that need that they have I think he would entertain bringing in a couple of veterans to, to add to this group where, you know, they're going to infuse this young team with even more talent through the draft and more younger talent through the draft. So, yeah, a couple of vets around probably wouldn't be a bad thing. Next question uh, from Tanderson one. Seems Gutekunst decided to build the roster with certain player types, bigger OLBs and quicker inside uh, defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen, <clears throat> that would allow for an easier transition between 3-4 and 4-3 than it would normally take. Do you expect the results to show up more quickly than otherwise, and will we see more D stunts? So talk to me about the defense, Dusty. I mean, I do think, uh, the, I mean, you look at the like, who they have. I mean, that was one of the big things. I think they will need at least one more pass rusher. Um, and I'm kind of curious what they do with Preston Smith because he, I don't think he necessarily, I mean, I think body type maybe he's a little bigger than you want on, on the edge there, but certainly he doesn't seem like a guy who plays with his hand in the dirt very well. So I'd be curious about him specifically. But I think if you look at who they have, which like those interior guys, you now have, we'll say, uh, we'll say Devontae Wyatt, um, Kenny Clark, Carl Brooks. You got those guys on the inside. You don't need like a true uh nose tackle like you might in a three four i mean slayton still be there but that's fine so you've got those two guys in the middle but then your ends now are your lvn and gary and yeah, i mean i've been talking about this for a while their ends are their dns their edge guys have not been bendy outside guys they're bigger pocket crushing guys you look at the body type you look at who they are the way they play they slot perfectly into even hand of the dirt four or three. I think Justice Mosqueda has talked about this where uh, you'd look at LVN sometimes last year and like, I don't think he knows necessarily how to play in a two point stance. He, he, he looks confused while standing up, put his hand in the dirt. So I think, I do think that transition up front, I, it, it seems like it's going to be pretty seamless. I think you want to add at least one more pass rusher there. But I think those guys that they have, the way they built this, the way they wanted to build this, just even as a three four base over the past few years i think i think that it should should go pretty well as far as the stunts up front man one thing barry did this past year he ran a ton of stunts now some of that worked against him because he ran so many stunts they knew he was going to run stunts so he could prepare for them and they weren't overly creative with the way they ran them so i think i don't think we'll see more because i don't know if you can run more d d stunts than they ran this past year under barry i think the blitz game on third down is going to be more creative and i do think they're going to run maybe some more creative stunts but probably some more like more tactical in nature like less just running stunts to run stunts i think there's going to be a purpose behind this but i think it's going to be 
fewer just because they're running them all. Like I think they're running them 60% of the time uh, uh, with Barry in this past year. Yeah. I, I don't know the, the way that the Goody Coons talks, like, I don't think there was a whole, we need to have a, a specific type, like um, for the outside linebackers inside the uh, interior defensive line. Like I think he saw freak athletes and went, give me, like those are toys I want to play with. I think that if I put these in front of Joe Barry, he can figure them out. Now, did he actually unleash those? I don't really know, but I mean, you can't tell me Brian Gutekunst doesn't have like a type, and he didn't see it as three four four three. I mean, I think he saw it as you know hybrid defenses, and so he's like, I, I want freak athletes, I want tall, lanky, get like dudes, I want guys that are quick in the middle, and so. I don't, I don't expect too much changing out of that mentality. Like you said, maybe it is another, another edge rusher that, that can put his hand in the ground to, to really go with those guys. Um, but outside of that, like, I don't think too much is going to change on that level. Um, and then, yeah, D stunts like, yeah, all day, all day. That's all, that's all they're going to do. You know, on, on the offensive side, it's going to be wheel routes everywhere. And then on the Let's defensive go. side of the ball, it's just going to be D stunts everywhere. So, you know, we, the, I, I can see Nagler making shirts already. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> next next one we got from Brian Hart said, 2023 Packers draft class was nothing short of impressive. Which rookie do you think will have an even bigger 2024 season? And Brian coming back strong, man, with his food question. Start, sit, cut. Girl Scout cookie edition. Thin mints, Samoas, Tagalongs. And for a bigger next year, I'm going to go Dontavian Wicks just because, I mean, he he had a good year, 39 catches, 581 yards, four touchdowns in the regular season. That's a, that's a solid year. They didn't really use him very much early in the season. That was a guy that was always like, every time he's out there, he's open, get him on the field a little more. And I think they kind of figured that out as the season went on. It was kind of like less into Torre shots down the field and more Dontavian Wicks. So I think Wicks will have a bigger year because I think he's going to be out there more. I mean, like Jaden Reed had a, had a very good year, so I think he he could also be a line of something good. But he was out there more anyway, so I'm going to go Wicks. Uh, and then, I mean, yeah, this is this might be the toughest one. This might be the toughest start sit cut. I'm going to go. So I had to look up what a tag along was because I always forget. These are the peanut butter patties. That's my mm-hmm. number one cookie. That's my start. My start is tag along. Uh, I don't feel great about this, I, but it's it's tough. My sit is Samoa. And my cut is thin mints. My only knock on the tag along and the Samoas, my only knock on those is that they come in those packs that's like 12. There's 12 cookies in those packs where thin mints you get like 40 or whatever it is. I love me some some thin mints, man. Oh, 40 in in both of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's not 40 in one of the sleeves. No, no, no. It's like 20 and 20 or I think shortbread's 20 and 20. You you at least get like 30 out of those. You do. Yeah. You get a a fair amount. So I I love thin mints, but looking at these, I mean, the tagalongs, those have been my favorite for a while. And then Samoas are just, they're so good with the only knock being how how few are in there. So I got to cut thin mints and I, I don't feel great about it, man. But wow. that's that's the way that's the way this wow. landed. That's the yeah. way the cookie crumbles, as it were. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That's, that's a really good one. Really good one. Really Thanks. good one. I just gave up uh, off the top of my head. <laughs> Didn't even write that one down. I, I'm shocked. I, it blows my mind. <laughs> it's right off the top of the noggin, man. Um, which rookie do you think will have an even bigger 2024 season? I think it actually might be Tucker Craft. Um, I think that, one, you know, um, Wicks was actually like kind of, I, w- I was him and Han, and I figured Wicks was just, he, he felt like the very like, right in your face answer just because he did so well. Uh, but you know, the thing I was kind of thinking of like, look, Musgrave's going to be back and they'll probably slot him in as, you know, one, a to must, uh, to, to crappy and one B and they, they clearly like him. He, he worked well on the system, but man, if you start, if you have Tucker craft as your number two tight end and he's going to get like the lesser of the linebackers or you know the the slower of the safety or whatever covering him i like those odds because he showed he can move he showed he can hurdle the dudes he learned how to protect his junk while hurdling the second time so you know he was learning while in the process of doing that and uh i think i really think he's he's could be primed for a really big uh breakout season again so and then Dusty, we shockingly enough, we were complete opposites on this. So um, my start is actually Thin Mints. Uh, yeah, Brian put it in the correct order. Thin Mints, then Samoas, then Tagalongs. So I, I just, 
Thin Mints are my my favorite of all time. Though you put those in the freezer, like, and then it's like it's Christmas when you find one in the back of the freezer and you didn't remember it was in there. <laughs> you oh. don't remember what year you bought them, and oh, you just yeah, know they're it there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're frozen anyway, man. And they're they're ziplocked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But I do agree with the the Samoas and the Tagalongs. Like, I I hate the packaging on those. Those like crinkly. Like, and you only get 12 at a time. That's that ridiculous. Just, yeah, it's annoying. It's very annoying. But I like the Samoas a little bit more than the, the Tagalongs. So next question, uh, Prosthetic Soul X. Who do you think will lead the team in receiving yards and touchdowns in 2024? Food question, what is a top-tier movie theater snack, and why is it Red Vines? That's... Not exactly what I would have considered a top tier movie snack, but uh, let's let's hear it, Dusty. Uh, receiving yards, you know what? I'm I'm kind of got to go back to my last answer. Is going to be Dontavian Wicks. I think if he went over, you know, he went whatever five eighty one uh, this past year. I think if he gets more than that, if he gets in a seven hundred range, I think there's there's a whole bunch of guys there vying for targets. I think if you get into that range, I don't know if they're going to have another thousand yard guy uh, this year. So I, I'd say Wicks uh, most yards. I think is going to be spread out, but I do think he's going to profile with how he's shown. Maybe some of that X roll, that backside kind of slant stuff, give him a chance to win one on one. And based on what he's shown, if he's winning over there, he's going to get a share of targets. So uh, I'm going to go Wicks for uh, for receiving yards and touchdowns. I'm going to go. I'll go Jaden Reed for touchdowns. They seem to like to give him the ball down near the goal line. They got a whole bunch of uses for him, whether it's the, the jet sweep, touch pass stuff, which he scored on uh, some of the the inside the out, out like that yo yo motion to the flat. They've used him on. They've used him on crossers. Like he can run everything, uh, and they really like him down there with with his kind of. He can he'll fight through contact, but he's also really quick. Uh, so Reed seems like the touchdown guy to me. Um, top tier movie theater snack. I mean, I'll go I'll go basic. I don't go to the theater very often. Um, I will, I'll just go popcorn. Give me a big, just movie theater buttery popcorn. There's a um, there's a theater near me that will do Jack and Coke slushies. Uh, so oh. g- give me popcorn and a Jack okay. and Coke slushy, and and listen, I'm I'm riding high, baby. Okay, okay. Nothing against uh, red vines. Nothing against red vines, but uh, give me the popcorn. They are a very they're they're better than Twizzlers. I, I like mm-hmm. them. Uh, but yeah, as far as top tier movie theater snack, no, that would not be that would not have been in like my top five. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I will say, let's see, leading the team in receiving yards, I will actually say Jaden Reed. I think they utilize him quite a bit, and they, they, him and Love have such a good connection already that I'm sure they're going to be throwing balls together in the offseason and, and continuing to grow that relationship. So I, w- I would foresee that continuing to go. And then I think Christian Watson makes a, a, a bounce-back year, stays healthy for once, and you know he's, he's really going to have some of those balls over the top. Um, and he's going to lead in touchdowns. So I'll take, I'll do that. And then for the top tier movie theater stack, man, you actually kind of read my mind. Um, I'm very traditional when it comes to it. I want the big thing of popcorn and I want Coke or Pepsi, whatever is coming there. Like I need the, the, the big ass soda, the big ass popcorn. I don't care that I'm one person and I'm not going to finish it all. I still am going to order it every damn time. (laughs) It's just the way it goes. You have to do it, even though it's like $40 for a soda and a popcorn. But, um, I go like once every six months, I'll drop the $40. Like that's that's just, that's the cost of doing business. (laughs) Totally worth it. Next question, uh, of course, from Aaron Ellis, not about football. Would you rather? Uh, would you rather never wear shoes or never be able to take shoes off? Which is a good one. It makes you think a little bit. Yeah, we talked about this a little. I mean, the, listen, 
I mean, the answer is you can't do either or you would die from from one infection or the other. Um, I will say I'm going to go never wear shoes. Um, I don't I don't leave the house very often, uh, but I don't wear shoes a whole lot. I walk around outside without shoes quite a bit. I got, you know, some decent calluses built up on the outside. Now, if I walked in snow, that would go very terribly for me. Uh, but I will say like the thought of coming inside after like mowing the lawn in the middle of July and just having to like wear my shoes in the shower. No, I couldn't, I can't survive that. I cannot survive that. So give me, give me no shoes, please. <laughs> Taking it to a fungal level. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I just struggle with it because living in Wisconsin, that just basically means I really couldn't go outside for like four months out of the year. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things like I don't like it, but I think it would have to be like having shoes on so I could function, live, go outside in the world every once in a while. Um, yeah, that, that it's not something I want, but I think that out of the two that that, that would have to be it. Next one, we got Matt Pickett. What's one player or coach you'd love to see in the booth as a color commentator next year and why? Food, uh, what's your favorite color of candy and why? My my initial response was I want to see how awkward Russell Wilson would be in the booth. Like just just the unhinged <laughs> level of awkwardness he would bring. I would I zero zero charisma, zero chemistry with a man next to him. I want to see how that would play out. But uh if I want would he, real, ta- would he talk about Jesus a lot too? Oh, he would just be would he'd be, be hawking up? the danger witch. He would just be hawking the danger witch the whole time. Like Russ didn't even sell that anymore. His little <laughs> his little football bread. Like, yeah, it, it would be it would be very strange, and I really would like to hear it. Um, there was, it was him and and Sean Payton before, like right after Sean Payton got the job, we're sitting courtside at like a Denver Broncos game. And I was like, our Denver Nuggets game. I was like, I want to see, I want to hear what that conversation is like because there's no way it's normal. Uh, my actual, my actual answer for actual analysis would be um, Patrick Peterson. He's kind of coming. I'm a big fan of guys just out of the league. Like Greg Olson has been tremendous. I think once you get further out, unless you make a point to stay up with the trends and everything, you can kind of fall off touch with what's going on a little bit. And it's kind of harder to talk about. So I want a guy who has just left the league. Peterson's kind of nearing the end of his tenure here in the NFL. I, I think he's probably playing this next year, but he's coming out again of it. But he's been he's such a good player, smart player, like understands uh, how to play that side, the defensive side of the ball so well, but also knows the offensive side so well. So um, by, all, by all accounts, very smart guy as well. So I would love uh, Patrick Peterson's insights. Um, and then just this is something I was thinking about just because he announced retirement today. You know, they got like the the different specialists. Get, bring Matthew Slater in as like a special teams analyst. Like he just retired. That'd be cool. That would be, cool. That'd be, be cool. awesome. Like give me like ha- just give something in the middle of a game. Give a presentation of like this is what the gunner did bad. Like that, I just will give me the intricacies of special teams. It's never talked about. I think that'd be really, really fun. Uh, and then favorite color of candy. I mean, my initial response was brown because that's chocolate and chocolate is good. But if we're going like like other like non-chocolate candies, which seems like makes a lot more sense given this context, I'm going to go pink just because of pink Starburst. I don't I, I've never given thought to like colors of candy as far as like this color of candy is good across all spectrums. I don't I've never given much thought to that. So I like pink Starburst. So I'll say pink. Okay. Uh yeah, the, the immediate immediately I act like a child and you say brown, I like brown, I'm like poop. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no that's that's the right way to respond. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> uh as far as a player or coach I'd like to see in the booth as color commentator, I think would be really fun would be Marshawn Lynch. I think that'd be really oh, cool. Oh yeah. He's, he's uh you know, he's he he can provide good commentary, but 
dude's a funny guy. Like he's just a weird duck and like, he will just say whatever is on his mind, not care. And I think that's something that would, that would be fun to listen to on an NFL broadcast. And then favorite color candy. I'll probably go red. Uh, cherry is always a good, good way to go. Like airhead, red, red airheads are always good. Uh, starburst like that. Skittles, all those kind of things. I always like the, the original cherry flavor is always a good one to go. So next question from Tommy Evans Barton with the embarrassment of Richards at the skill positions. Uh, how would you divvy up the snaps? Only five spots on the field for Jones, Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Wicks, Musgrave, and Kraft. I vote we make football 12 on 12. I agree. Uh, Tommy Evans Barton, by the way, is, is the one of the hosts of uh, the Father Son Packers podcast. So if you've not listened to that, definitely listen to that. They they kind of a more analytical bent. It's him and his dad doing that together, and that's that's a very fun podcast. So if you're not listening to that one, please listen to that one. That one's very good. Um, I was going to do a big like statistical look at this. I said certainly did not have time today, but I will say okay. So for 2023, Packers won 11 personnel, 63 percent of the time. 12 per- 12 personnel about 32% of the time. So it was like about 95% of their snaps were taken up by 11 and 12 personnel. Uh, I think, like I said, I think they're going to bump that up a bit, the 12 personnel. But I do think if you're looking at like, you know, the provided health, of course, the 11 pe- package I would I would put in uh, Aaron Jones. And, and I think depending on what the defense is doing, opponent, blah, 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 blah. I think Tucker Craft and Musgrave probably get about 50-50 split in 11, depending on whether you're trying to sell the run or sell the pass. Craft can do a little bit of both. Uh, Musgrave, more the receiving guy that can block. Um, but I think you get a 50-50 split there in 11. And then my three main receivers that would be run out of that would be um, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Octavian Wicks. Um, I'm big on Wicks. Dobbs I like, and I, you obviously bring him in occasionally. But I think that's like your main three wide receivers I'd like to see out of 11. Well, on 12 would be Jones, Craft, and and Musgrave with Sims giving you breathers and then Watson and Reed. I think those, those give you like really, really solid, uh, really solid base for those, which then leaves you with obviously running back who I don't, I don't think it's going to be Dylan. I think it's going to be whoever they're going to bring back. will spell Jones, but you want Jones out there majority of the time when he's healthy. Uh, I think is the way you want to go with that, which leaves, I think on the outside looking in on some of those, like the heavier snaps would be Dobbs, who I still think comes in, but you maybe use him a little less than some of those other guys, a Bo Melton who showed some really, really nice stuff this past year, but again, more of a limited role. Um, Malik Heath, who again, very limited role. Uh, I like what he showed, but I think you limit his snaps quite a bit. And Samari Toure, who I think they should draft someone, someone and then Toure is just not on the team this year. Uh, and those snaps just go to Melton if you're doing it. So I think your main your main receivers, Watson, Reed, Wicks, um, uh, and then the other guys kind of sub with Dobbs kind of up there. So again, this the, the how how you divvy that out. I don't I don't know exactly, um, but I do think that's that's the heavier portion of you're leaning on those dudes there. And yeah, I mean, we were talking about this, Steve. Twelve on twelve, um, make the field uh, ten yards wider. Yeah, make Canadian the end zone. Let's do yeah, it. Let's end do zones it. are twenty yards deep. Uh, you get a running start at the at the ball. We're getting that anyway, right? We're getting that side to side motion. You're getting mm-hmm. a, you're getting a, just just have them run straight at the line. Let's do it. Just yeah, see if that rolls, man. Once the Packers cannot afford to pay all these guys, then we'll shrink the field back down. <laughs> I don't see a single problem with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, I don't think I have too much to add to that. Um, I, I will trust that Dusty knows what the hell he's talking about. To me, I would just say like they're gonna they're gonna utilize multiple different sets. There's gonna be injuries. There's gonna be a million different things that happen. So having this wealth of skill players is awesome. Like this is a, a great problem to have. They managed it well. They were getting guys in the right spots for the good portion of the second half of the season. And so 
I'm not really worried. It's not something I'm worried about by any means. Um, next one, we got Ed Stack. Who will be the Packers' sackmeister this season? Gary, LVN, someone else. I say LVN with over 7.5 sacks. You're at your favorite barbecue joint. Do you order ribs, pulled pork, brisket, chicken, or the combo platter? I'm going Gary. Gary wore down a little bit end of last year, and I think that was just kind of coming back from injury. Um, but I think Gary goes double digit sacks this year. I think he came out of the gate on a tear. He looked really good through the middle and fell off, and I think that was just – Maybe he hadn't quite worked up to that full season, um, like the you know off the injury. Maybe the maybe the knee started to, to have a little pain in it towards the end of the year. I'm not sure what was going on there, but I do think uh, Gary, like a full year removed from that surgery, now I think he's going to be a monster. So I think LVN could take off. I think Gary's going double digit sacks, uh, and I I typically at a barbecue place, um, it depends. I typically would go pulled pork. Honestly, uh, if I've heard good things about the brisket, I'll go brisket. But pulled pork is it. A lot of it's reviews. It depends on the, if it's my favorite barbecue place, I guess I'll go brisket because it's easier to do pulled pork than it is to do brisket. And so if it's a place, I don't know, I'll go pulled pork, but there's a really good spot, a couple of really good spots in town. I'll go, I'll go brisket or burn ends there. Um, because when you get those right, they're amazing. But if you get those wrong, like I just don't even <laughs> want to eat them. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're probably along the, the right, the right thinking. I don't know. I think there's going to be a weird one. Like, it's going to be something that we don't expect. Like, I don't know if this, this new system where they're all, all four front are going to eat heavy, but I feel like Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark is always there. He's always making plays, man. And it's not like, you know, Gary Gary gets the pressures. He gets a lot of pressure. He doesn't finish those off. LVN, you know, maybe he, maybe he does make that jump. I don't know. But I feel like there's with the Packers defense, it's going to be different this year. But Kenny Clark is always there, man. He's always making plays, and if they're really pushing him, uh, that could be the way. That could be what happens again. Like I don't anticipate anybody hitting like double digits, like 12, 13 sacks. But I can see multiple guys being at that eight, nine level, and, and really having a, a really good, solid front four. So, and then at my favorite barbecue place, I actually like doing the combo platter. Uh, it's kind of my go-to is that way I can get a little bit of everything. I don't go to a lot of barbecue places. I know it's shocking that Milwaukee doesn't have a lot of them, but no, we don't. Um, so when I got to go, I'll make sure I get a taste a little bit of everything. Um, the ribs, pulled pork, um, and then, yeah, the brisket's always a little – I will do a little research before beforehand because, like you said, good brisket's awesome. Bad brisket is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I had too much dry brisket to take like just a flyer on that if I go somewhere for sure. <laughs> yes, that's not the flyer food by any means. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a couple more. First, this last one's from Jeremy. How good do you do the Packers have to be this year for LaFleur to be to get coach of the year? And his food question, uh, what's your favorite dipping sauce for fried cheese curds? Apparently, he needs to go undefeated. I mean, we we talked about this before. I mean, this was he should have won in 2020 or 2021, and then he didn't mm-hmm. because it was like, well, is it Lafleur or Rogers? Is it Lafleur or Rogers? Because those were like you know tremendous seasons as far as offensive production yeah. and all that. And it was like we can't separate these. Blah blah blah. Then this year, I think he should have at least, if not won, been the front runner. Uh, because Stefanski won, but Stefanski was also like one of the big guys involved with getting Deshaun Watson into Cleveland. So I don't feel right rewarding a guy for like, you coached around a crappy quarterback, then they brought someone else in. It's his fault. 
it's his fault the guy is there like you don't you shouldn't get credit for that but whatever but then so he finally has a good year youngest team in the league you know youngest team in the league takes him to the playoffs and the floor still can't get mentioned even in coach of the year so apparently you gotta blow the, either every other coach needs to be terrible or you gotta blow the doors off and i know i'm overreacting a bit because it is it's kind of a bit but really he should have he either should have won in 20 or 21 or he should have been in contention this year because you, I don't think you can say it was all Rogers. It was all Rogers. Then with the youngest team in the league, put together the run they did go to the playoffs and not even get into, I, I don't, I don't, I can't square those things in my mind in terms of how that happens. So I think apparently he's got to like lead the league and score and go 15 and two uh, for this to happen, which let's, let's go, you know, get it, giddy up. Let's do it. Um, Sign me up. Favorite dipping sauce for fried cheese curds. Uh, give me like some kind of spicy ranch. Uh, I typically, if I'll do uh, cheese curds, I don't really dip them in a whole lot. Whatever they bring, I'll try, but usually I'll just, I'll kind of just eat them, whatever, but like a spicy ranch. I've never had anything that's tasted bad with a spicy ranch. Sure. I get that. Uh, yeah. I mean, with LaFleur, it depends every single season, but I mean, he's just not getting that, that, that run right now. And it's almost as if he's being penalized for, um, just being too good of consistently being good. And now he's doing it again without Rodgers. And so uh, we'll see. I mean, I mean, if you ask him if he gets either coach of the year or Super Bowl, I think the man's going to take a Super Bowl. He's like, I don't care if I get that recognition if, we're, if my team is winning. So, all right, dude, we got one more. And uh, this one comes from Rolf, wants to know about the Super Bowl. So considering the Super Bowl has become a huge international event as well, would you be in favor of moving kickoff to a 425 time instead to better cater uh, for especially the European market? Uh, and his food question, what's a seasonal food uh, do you wish was a year-round staple? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd be in favor of that. I mean, I understand why they push it there. You're kind of you're you're bridging the gap there, right? Because you want the primetime night game, but you get to start it a little earlier. You get as much freedom as you want, man. You're the only game going. I, I I say why not? I mean, they have been trying to cater to an overseas audience a little bit more. I, I absolutely think that should be on the table. I don't think it will be. Um, but some so many people watch it, and I know, like, you know, my kids would like to see it, but then they've got school the next day, and they get, they're not going to stay up till 11 o'clock uh, because they're <laughs> eight and six years old, and they're not going to school the next day. Uh, so they would like to stay up and watch it, and they can't. So I'd be in favor of it. I understand why they don't. Um, but people are going to watch it anyway. You could push that game to one and it's, it's going to like have a ton of ratings. So I don't think it matters, mm-hmm. but I'd be all in favor of it. Uh, seasonal food. Do you wish was a year round staple? Listen, dude, like anything pumpkin. I am, I am all in favor of, of all pumpkin, everything all year round. Don't, don't make it just a November thing or October or whatever. Just give me, give me all pumpkin all the time, please. Okay. Oh, also, I realized I didn't answer the uh, dipping sauce for cheese curds. Mm. So, uh, and being the person from Wisconsin, I figured I should actually answer that one. <laughs> uh, so, the actual correct answer that is, if you have a very, very good cheese curd, you don't need a dipping sauce. You don't need one at all. However, my my favorite, if you know, to to enhance the flavor every once in a while is a good like runny ranch like the not like the thick stuff but like the you know from a restaurant those are always the ones that always kind of like that that fresh made ranch not like hidden valley so i think that would be my answer and then um yeah absolutely like i open up the super bowl get more creative with it have it on saturday night i don't care uh but yeah 
ending it at like nine thirty, ten o'clock on a Sunday night, and then I have to work in the morning is it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Like this is a huge, huge event. Make it Saturday night prime time. Like that's exactly what you need to do. So I'm kind of shocked that the NFL hasn't. Like I get it. There's the tradition of Super Bowl Sunday. I get that, but I don't know. I feel like the the NFL is evolving enough that they at some point it should happen. We've got the two weeks between the game as well, so it's not like you're giving anyone like they're not coming off a short week playing either. Like you don't have to consider that either. Yeah, I'd be all in favor of that. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a food that I would love to have year round. I love the Shamrock Shake. That would be that would be amazing. (laughs) I would be all about it. So it's it's right about that time now. I think they might be coming pretty close to being. They they had them last week. I had to go pick up lunch for my daughter, and they had them last week. Oh damn! Well, look at that. Look at that. I I haven't even had one yet, but uh, definitely definitely will soon. Well, dude, that'll uh, that'll kind of wrap it up here. We we've still got some more that we'll get into next week. I don't know. uh, Did Sarah say she's going to be gone again next week? No, she was off two weeks, so she should be back next week. Unless something changed, she'll be back next week. So we should have a full group. Uh, I'll have some questions, and then I'm sure we'll get hit with even more. So we'll we'll jump into that. But before we close out, you got any articles, videos? What's going on with you? Not much at the moment. I'm I'm working on writing some stuff, so doing stuff for the Chiefs Head TV Draft Guide. I'm starting to plan out and research and do starting my season rewatch, and then tagging plays to write for Chiefs TV is kind of like the week by week retrospective for the year. So I'm I'm starting to get into that. Nothing on the horizon yet. Kind of just slow playing it and trying to get everything in order. Um, my big thing for this week, really, I mean, this is this this goes to our very own Sarah Kelleher. It was announced today through UCF, the, her, her college that she graduated from. Sarah Kelleher, one of the 30 under 30 award recipients for UCF from their alumni association. So that's Woo. like huge for her. Um, I saw that today and just just could not be more proud of Sarah. Um, you know, I don't like to say nice things about her when when she's not here or when she is here for that matter. But uh, we're very proud of Sarah. It's easier to say it when she's not here and we don't have to look at her. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. This is the best time to say it. Uh, then next week, I can just say I didn't say it. Uh, yeah, very proud of you, Sarah. Uh, for this, I mean, it's 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 huge. We're not not surprised at all. Obviously, like no, knowing Sarah, um, mm-hmm. who she is, how hard she works, uh, but big honor for her. So, just wanted to make sure that we we uh, talked about that a little bit uh, this week. But it's very amazing. Good job, Sarah. Yeah, the only thing it makes it was like makes you question is what she's slumming it with us on this podcast for. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think that was um, like I think she's doing that as like, it's like a, like volunteer work. Oh, that's probably you know working with the. Chair. Working with the less fortunate. Yeah, good for her. Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) See, she's got a complete rounded outline. She's she's doing it all, doing it all. Uh, uh, Yeah, outside of that, man, it's just, uh, it's good to be back having some fun with you and looking forward to having Sarah back. But um, thank you guys for listening. We we love all the interaction. It was a lot of fun since there's not a lot of football stuff going on that you guys piped in with all those Twitter questions. So uh, some really good stuff, really good conversation to have, but make sure you're following us on Twitter. That's at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kelleher for at Steve Perhatch and at pack a day podcast. We will be back next week. And as always go pack, go.